Welcome to the Meet Us in Paris podcast. I'm your host, Zen. Oh, Michelle. <laughs> Katharina. This is the Meet Us in Paris podcast. Where we've never talked about Paris yet. Which, where we've never talked about <laughs> Paris yet. Where we discuss the fine art of travel and the love of adventure. Today, we're going to bring our discussion to Paris, the city which inspired our podcast name. We'll be discussing what famous tourist spots we think meet the hype and a personal must-see secret treasure attraction that may escape the notice of your tour book. Later on, we'll revisit our trivia quiz, What in the World?, to test your knowledge of France. So, put your seat in the upright position. The captain has turned on the fasten seatbelt sign. Put up your folding tray. We're going to be departing momentarily. Meet Us in Paris is sponsored by the University of California, Irvine Division of Continuing Education. Do you have an educational goal? At UCI DCE, we're here to help. With over 60 certificate programs available, we've helped over a quarter million students reach their goals, and we can help you reach yours too. You can find us at ce.uci.edu. Dream big, take risks, be amazing. Welcome back. Today we visit Paris, the city of lights. But before we begin our meets the hype section, I like to have a quick tangent. Um, tell you a little bit about why we named our podcast the way we did. When we decided to create the podcast and travel, we were trying to figure out the right name for ourselves. Uh, we had a lot of mundane ones like travel the world and globe trotting, but none of them quite captured the romantic feeling of travel. So we did a little blue skying, skying and asked ourselves, uh, if we were a romantic movie, what would you do on a first date? And the answer was kind of, hey, you know, let's meet in a foreign locale. Then we asked, where would it be? And then, of course, the answer is Paris. So in fact, every time you listen to our recordings, we hope it's like having a little date with you in a little cafe in Paris, talking <laughs> about travel. But enough about us. <laughs> Let's talk about Paris. Each one will be picking a meets its hype tourist attraction in Paris, explaining a little bit of why. Then talk about a secret treasure location that a tour book that a tour book may not highlight. So, who's going to be our first contestant? Oh, I can go. All right. So, I went to Paris in 2006, and one of the places I went to, which was pretty interesting, is the famous cemetery, Perlicious. I think that's how you pronounce it. Mm -hmm. And it's just, what I really liked about it is how old it is. And when you're here in the U.S., like, we're a pretty new country, and then when you go to that cemetery, you can see... Um, very very old graves mm -hmm. and like the different architecture and also there's lots of famous people buried there like Jim Morrison oh that's the one where he's okay yeah that's so cool I saw his grave and there's a beer bottle on the grave permanently pretty much there um, there's Oscar Wilde uh, Chopin and the famous French singer Edith Piaf mm. also buried there and I mean, it is a cemetery, but something about it, it's just walking around is really calming and relaxing during the day to kind of get out of the hustle and bustle of the city mm -hmm. of Paris. Mm -hmm. Wait, did Jim Morrison die in a hotel in Paris? Is yeah, that why he Paris. got in buried there? Bathtub. However, tub, yeah. I think they needed to put like a, um, a bottle of whiskey. Right. Oh, yes. So. That's probably going over Catherine's head. <laughs> some millennial problems. Ooh, I don't know why. <laughs> Did you know who Jim Morrison was? Oh, yeah, okay. I know the doors. I don't know that song. Though. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
It's okay. You it's pass. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna let you pass. Okay. Well, that that's a cool it? one. Uh, what, what's what's your uh, little hidden secret? So I love pastry shops, and while just walking around Paris, I stumbled upon a pastry shop called La Durée, and it's um, it was built in 1862. And it's still there to this day, and they just have the most delicious macaroons and mm. pastries. And I remember buying, it was kind of like a petite cake, but it was a macaroon, rose-flavored macaroon with lychee filling inside. Oh, my God. And <laughs> raspberries inside and raspberries on top. So I All in one All in one, one cake? One thing? big macaroon. Oh, my God. That's and it's delicious. It's a party and, in your mouth right there. Yeah. And it was just beautiful, like, the packaging of it. Like, I even collect the little boxes they put everything in and mm-hmm. use it for jewelry because it's just beautiful, like, colors mm-hmm. and, like, gold embroidery on the boxes. And then you just take your cake and then you walk over two minutes to the Seine River and just sit on mm-hmm. the river and eat your little French pastry. Right. essentially French. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And then La Durée also is, they're opening up everywhere. So they opened up one in L.A., Beverly Hills. They have it in Dublin. Um, I think England has them. Yeah, I just was looking them up. And apparently um, Canada has some, Australia, yeah. Italy, Japan. Yeah. So, so they're I got to go to the one in L.A. Road trip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I bet Lonnie's already been there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> One of our colleagues her. who's a big foodie. Yeah. We'll have to ask her. Yeah, we will. <clears throat> okay. That sounds like an awesome place to go. Food. Mm-hmm. Can't beat food. What about you, Michelle? So which one is the one I'm doing right now? Is the one that you're not going to... No, what's the, what, what's the um, what's this tourist hu- uh, spot that meets its hype? You know, because okay. there's so many tourist spots and yeah. you always see these top 10 books and quite frankly, you... Oh, maybe we should do the opposite one of these days. But like lots of times you go somewhere and it's like, oh my God, I wanted to do this my whole life. And then you and get there and like, it's just wah, like... Wah, wah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So... Um, so for me, it was going to the Palace of Versailles. That place is Beautiful. incredible. Amazing. It's, yeah, it's just a pretty <clears throat> quick train ride if you're staying in Paris. And um, you need to plan at least three hours to to cover that i mean yeah, if you want to see all the grounds yeah um because i mean the palace itself is enormous and super opulent i mean no wonder there was a revolution because <laughs> these people were living like ballers man i tell you <laughs> or not even by today's standards ballers i mean these guys were i mean they the opulence and the extravagance and ex- excess is just and that time where people were just really like people Hungry. were starving and yeah and i don't think there's any truth to marie antoinette actually said let them eat cake because there's no proof they, they yeah. said, there's no proof she actually said that but um yeah they're pretty much just smearing it in everybody's faces i mean with not just the palace but then the grounds too so like i mean the gardens like my favorite favorite garden and you probably all have, mm-hmm. everybody's probably seen it it's so iconic it's Pictures. the, the uh, orange garden the mm-hmm. orangery or i can't say it in french but I mean, it's so elaborate and just absolutely gorgeous. They have like orange trees there from um, all over the world, like Spain, Portugal, Italy, and some of them are over 200 years old. So, I mean, it's just neat. And the fountains are pretty extravagant. Like that first one, I forget the name of it right now, but the one with all, it's um, uh, all the frogs and the turtles. And they got, it's the big one, the first one you come to yeah. when you right. leave the palace. It's so gaudy. It's like frogs, really. <laughs> and, um, 
But the, my favorite fountain, though, in um, the garden area is the one of Apollo on his chariot and the horses. And it looks like they're coming out of the water. Oh, they're, yeah, like, partially yeah. submerged. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. That's a pretty moving statue. So, um, <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, everything in the palace was just... Uh, you know, I think, of course, the Hall of Mirrors, yeah, Hall you know. Of mirrors, yeah, and his apartment, you know, Louis's apartment, and then like the birthing room, you know, Marie Antoinette, the I bed. I didn't know about the birthing room. Yeah, there's like a special bedroom or um, bed that uh-huh. where she birthed her children, mm-hmm. I guess. So, yeah, it's pretty elaborate, but. Um, this the, is my brush my teeth room. Yeah. This is my. Seriously, it's like, yeah. That's how many rooms there is, actually. Minutes. Yeah, it's that bad. I mean, and then, I mean, that's just the palace, but then. You know the gardens and um, the uh, the park and the gardens. So the park and the gardens are free. So if you're on a budget or whatever, you can rent a bike and just ride around in the park. That's that right. expansive park that's really nice. And then, but not in the gardens, obviously. But you could, there's still lots to see in the gardens. And um, one of the things, like so, then there's the 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 grand and the petite. Uh, I can't say this correctly. Trianon the smaller more intimate palaces they called mm-hmm. them <laughs> that were um over in the garden area right like the summer palace i think that some i heard summer someone terminate it's almost like the summer palace well one the bigger one i think but then <clears throat> marie antoinette had the smaller one that was her right. intimate cozy <clears throat> palace which is still like freaking huge it's like you a know? mansion yeah it's humongous <laughs> yeah so that was her cozier one and i think that's where she wanted to get away from you know louis and mm-hmm. in some of the court life you know but um, the part I never knew about, and you can't, I can't find it on the website either. So I don't remember how we got tickets to tour um, over in uh, the Hamlet. So have you heard about the Hamlet? No. It's way, yeah, it's way, it's about, I think it's at least 25 minute walk away uh, from the garden area. And Marie Antoinette had this Hamlet built. And it's basically like a little village, her own little private village <laughs> with all kinds of different cottages. Her friends could come and stay. Um, she could just go there to get away. It had um, basically, it had a working farm, a, a dairy, a mill. Um, she even had a, so she had a little private country house out there, which was pretty small by their standards. And yeah. we got to go inside. It was still very beautiful, but super humble compared to the other stuff. And she really loved going to that place she loved to just live country life and that's how she escaped you know all the 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 rigors yeah all the rigors of being a queen with everything at her hand and foot yeah so um yeah and i i went earlier today to see if i could find um how you buy tickets to see that part but maybe they've closed it down or something no actually it's still available um i was just looking it up so it's still called it's still called the hamlet the queen's hamlet and uh, you can, when you're purchasing a ticket, you can purchase a passport. And, and when you purchase the passport, it gives you the ability to visit the palace, uh, the palace, the state of uh, Trianon. And, and by the way, my French is terrible. Trianon. Actually, my um, all of my <laughs> other languages other than English and bad English are bad. Um, the gardens in the park, uh, the fountain shows, and the coach gallery. But so. not her house, though. I don't think you can go in the house. You have to have a separate ticket because oh, I remember we well, did. Well, I think you're talking about that. Not the petite and the bigger trinonon, but it's her little house, country this house one? that's in the. Uh, whoops. Uh, <laughs> no, that's one of the cottages, but oh, it's just it. it's a little bit bigger of a house. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard. It's elusive to find on the internet too, like to find a picture of it even. I did find a video of somebody inside taking pictures of inside of it, but oh. but pictures I did not see like many full pictures. 
Cool. But, yeah, my sister had set it up, and I can't remember how she found it. Maybe they're not offering that anymore. This was like 2000. I think <clears> so. <throat> I think that's it. So, so we just looked up a photo, of, and it's still pretty big. Yeah. It's like yeah. A, a long, big cottage. Country house. As a tangent, if you're going to go to Versailles, you need to go buy your tickets ahead of time. Oh, for sure. I, I got oh, yeah. that tip from a friend of mine, and they, so it's like, okay, let's, well, how bad can the lines be? But I'll buy the tickets anyways. When we got there, and we got there first thing when it opened, there was like a line that had to be like 200 yards long. And yeah. just waiting mm-hmm. to, for the place to open. Yes. <laughs> and when you buy the tickets ahead of time, they kind of like wave you off to another line. You go through security and immediately you're in. Yes. But like then you look at all those poor saps out there and there's no shade. No shade. I remember oh that. We were there God. in July and holy <coughs> crap. We it's were, terrible. We were dying out there and there's bees. Oh, and yeah. Stuff. oh yeah, yeah. Lots of bees. Oh so my God. buy tickets ahead oh, of it's time. It's a garden. Duh. It's yeah. worth your time. I mean, even if you buy it but the day. But they're bigger bees yeah. than mm-hmm. bees. Yeah. So buy tickets ahead of time. Yeah. My sister made a total fool of herself when we were in line. We weren't in the line to buy a ticket. We had a ticket, but still there's lines. And the bees were all over. And she's doing like the high karate dance. You know, the bee oh, dance or no. also known as the I'm in a spider web dance. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> she totally embarrassed oh, the hell out of me. I'm like, would you please get a hold of yourself? Stop. <laughs> So. All right. Well, I think actually when we had discussed this before that you were saying that the one that meets the hype obviously is the palace. But mm-hmm. the part that is something that's kind of not necessarily off the beaten path, but the but you got to make sure that you got to go to the gardens and the mm-hmm. buildings. Make sure if you're going to go, you, that's half of the – if you're only going to the uh, mm-hmm. the palace, it's only half of right. the, half There's so the much more. experience. There's yeah. so much to do. Yeah. And really I is. just remember just – the distance between the, because I've gone recently, the distance between Marie Antoinette's house and the main palace, that's a 25-minute yeah. walk through the garden. Right. And you're only about halfway through the garden. Right. So, I it's mean. It's massive. It's mm-hmm. crazy huge. Yeah. And it's just beautiful. And also, and there's little places to eat or popsicle mm-hmm. stands and ca- cafes and stuff yeah. like that. You can stop along the way if you want to take a break. So you can make a whole day out of it. Yeah. You, you almost can. can yeah, by the time you get out there. But, yeah, I mean, can you imagine by today's standards what that would cost to maintain and I mean, because the elaborateness of the, the gardens, everything's so perfectly manicured. No, I have no idea. All the resources. You yeah. know, it, it's like like talking about the opulence. I mean, I'm not sure if this was purposeful, but like I'm always looking for souvenirs. And there's these stone pathways, you know, where all the gravel is. Um, they're not gravel. They're, they're actually marble chips. Oh, for God's sake. So, like, the thing is, Marble? Like, <laughs> like the scrap? Yeah, like the scrap marble. It must have been from, like, the, you know, like, they're making these, um, the floors, and it's like, oh, this is accent. Oh, go throw it out and back. Where? I'll just throw it onto the path. And so I was tying my shoe, and as reaching down, it's like, what is, you know, like, there's a particularly it's pretty fancy gravel. It's like, oh, my God, this... It's a whole path made of marble, <laughs> you know, like marble chips. So I thought you, know. you were going to say the path was made of the tears of the peasants. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> the bourgeois. Oh, <laughs> okay, so yeah, yeah. I guess that leaves leaves it up to me. Um, you know, I, I'm going to agree with Michelle, so I had to pick something else. Um, that's one of my favorites. Uh, I would choose perhaps. Um, once again, forgive me for my accent, but it's the Century of George Pompidou, which is an art museum. Mm. And it's uh, the reason why I like it is I actually have a background as an artist. And it's a modern art museum. 
And it's like a four, five-story art museum. It's a modern building. But what's interesting about it, first of all, it has two things that are interesting. Structurally, it's very interesting because uh, it's designed to be an inside-out building. So usually when you see the building, you see this beautiful piece of architecture. This particular building, all the functional pieces are on the outside of it. So if you look at it, you'll see like places for people to walk around. Those are uh, like you'll see the escalators on the outside of the building and the escalators are marked in red. So any part that's red on the outside, that's an indicator. That's where the people go. And then there's other tubes, which I can't remember, but like there's like blue, which indicates water. There's green that indicates, you know, this type of thing. So it's actually an inside out building. Things that are typically hidden within the ceilings, like ventilation or water or whatever is actually shown on the outside. So the building itself is kind of a masterpiece is that it's a different way of thinking when you're inside looking at out. it. It's inside out. And yeah, actually you see true. the scaffold, it looks like scaffolding on mm -hmm. the outside. You Typically that's the structural integrity of the buildings built within the walls. So it's kind of neat to see an inside out building. Um, then of course, you know, it's, an, it's, you know, what art museum isn't good in France. But this one, because I'm, uh, I like contemporary art, there are so many pieces of art in here that I saw that was just, I was, I'm familiar with many, many artists, but I would go in there, it's like, my gosh, that's a Rothko. Mm -hmm. And that's a Rothko that I didn't see in, in a book. Mm -hmm. Then you get to see the scale. Oh my God, that's a Claus Olderberg. And I didn't, I wasn't aware. And so there were so many things I actually saw in the art museum where I recognized the artist immediately but I hadn't actually seen pictures of it within a book because it's just like they have special pieces from special periods. And it's just, there's you know, with every artist, there's so many pieces and they have all of it. So that's something you absolutely have to go visit if you're a modern art fan. Mm -hmm. um, I also suggest trying to go later in the day if you can, where it's a little bit quieter, but it's, it's a fantastic place to go to. <laughs> this is something super random, but I accidentally stumbled upon that building. Oh, really? I wasn't even, like, looking for it. I was just walking, and I remember that. So I was 16, 16 or 15, and I went with my mom and my friend and uh, my friend's mom. And I just remember we were walking a lot one day, and I was just like, I just need to use the restroom. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to lose so the bathroom? the first building I saw that I walked into. It made an impression, and though, obviously, like, right? I was like, whoa, where am I? I'm like, okay, I'm at building. a museum. Did you go in? Get a chance to go in? in? And, yeah. Well, I had to use the restroom. <laughs> <laughs> did you see anything other than the restroom? <laughs> uh, I did ride the escalator. Oh, isn't that? I mean, it's <laughs> the just inside like, out escalator. And actually, the the escalator is like a in a, a glass tube, so it's like yeah. a habit trail. Oh, for, weird. Yeah. So it, it's you know, like you've seen habit trails where you have hamsters and yeah. run through all these plastic tubes. It's like a plastic tube, glass tube for humans. Yeah. So that's something you got to go see. Um, hidden treasures. So I'm going to go with Fragonard. And so I see my two co-hosts like that? shaking their head. That is. That's why it's a hidden treasure. That's why it's a hidden treasure. <laughs> um, my wife is a perfume enthusiast. Hmm. And because of that, uh, we were supposed to go to France like 10 years ago. We missed our trip because we got pregnant and had our first child. And back then, so one of the things we wanted to do is France is just so famous for their perfumes. Mm -hmm. So many famous, spectacular perfumes come out of France. So this time when we went, I did a lot of research in trying to surprise her to find something that was 
uniquely French in a perfume, but it's something not readily available anywhere else. Mm -hmm. And that perfume is uh, a perfume called Fragonard. Um, they're over 100 years old. Uh, they, they actually have a museum that I suggest you go mm -hmm. see. And they actually show the way they made perfume Actually, first of all, they actually have a history of perfume. So they have it to like almost the Egyptian times, uh -huh. all the documentation oh, wow. of that. Mm -hmm. They have vessels where perfume was carried in thousands of years ago. Oh, that's cool. And then they move up to a more modern time where if anyone's seen the movie Perfume, which is just a crazy mm -hmm. film. Have I seen <clears> I think I've seen that. Who's in that? Um, I can't remember who it is, but I think it's it's like perfume, the diary of like a mass murderer or something like that. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, but it, it's a very esoteric, odd film, but it's a yeah. wonderful film. But they show the production of how they used to take perfume and some types of perfume. You actually have to handpick. Well, in the past, they always handpicked flowers. But they would take some of them. They would just essentially steam them or bathe them. And then they would extract the um, the essences then there's other ones that you would actually have to put them on cotton and let them lay. And then the cotton would absorb the scents. They had something called a perfume organ. So they, the perfume organ almost looks like a piano organ type of thing. But instead of keys, there's multiple layers and steps. But it had several hundred different unique smells. So one's ginger, one's you know lavender, one's, and then allows the perfumer to mix their own. Oh, okay. So, and then at the end, um, they give you the opportunity to go into their gift shop and purchase perfume from the company. Yeah. So, I mean, we would have purchased a perfume just because of Fragonard, but the fact that there's, and it's a free museum. You know, oh, you take okay. a tour, yeah. the tour's available in English, the tours are available in multiple languages, and so you wait till a small group shows up, and then you go take the, um, and it's about, I would say it's about an hour tour. Mm -hmm. And then um, they have a wonderful, beautiful, and they have everything in all price ranges. So it can go from, you know, like 40, 30, 40, 50 bucks, maybe some less. And then it can go all the way up to hundreds of dollars. Oh, wow. So I've never heard of that. Yeah. I've been there. Don't remember now. Yeah. So if you have a chance, that's mm -hmm. my secret place. Yeah. So uh, I think this sounds like a good time to have a break. And hear from a hear a quick message from our sponsors, and then afterwards we'll have our what in the world trivia quiz to see how much you know about Paris. So we'll be right back. At 21, Steve Jobs founds Apple Computer. Colonel Sanders is 62 when his first KFC franchise opens. Success can come at any age. Need help jumpstarting your success? With thousands of courses and 60-plus certificate programs, UCI Division of Continuing Education can help. Courses are offered every quarter, so start today at ce.uci.edu forward slash amazing. And now it's time again for What in the World Trivia. I, put, I pulled together some obscure trivia about France, and let's see what our contestants know about <laughs> Paris and France. <laughs> Even less of what I know about Japan. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the first question is, why is Paris called the City of Lights? Something with the history, I'm thinking maybe. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. It, <laughs> it, I mean, not like the I wouldn't tower. ask. I mean, it's, it's got <laughs> to be a trick question, right? It's got to be a trick question. Because I don't know if it's 
that's like the first thing I would think of is Eiffel Tower. So I'm gonna say no. Maybe they had like the first city ever that had lights on it. Okay. Electricity? Huh. Not electricity, but gas lights. I don't know. Mm. Okay. I have no idea. The city of light. I really don't. Okay. Yeah, that, that's. I'm, so I got a. I don't know, which is a perfectly good answer because I didn't know this. Can until I buy I a, looked it up? Can I buy a vowel? <laughs> <laughs> the answer is um, Paris is called the City of Lights for two separate reasons. The first one is it le- had a leading role during the Age of Enlightenment. And so culturally, one of the things is the City of Light is because of the Enlightenment. But also to Katharina's, what she said, it was actually the one of the first European cities to adopt gas street lighting in <gasps> the 1860s. It. it was a hell of a guess if, if yeah. you didn't know it. That's and awesome. um, yeah. so the boulevards and the streets of Paris were actually eliminated by uh, 56 thousand gas lamps that's a lot of gas lamps that's a lot of gas lamps wow so yeah so the combination so there's a like a literal and like and kind of a figurative reason Uh why it's called the city lights oh wow that's cool all right yeah so (laughs) what we'll call is that like hmm we're giving 500 points usually for each we'll call that 250 you got half of it, or do you want all well, of it? Got she got all, all of it. it. Yeah, you got the enlightenment. Oh, I you, guess oh, the enlightenment. You just said yeah, when re- you didn't say there's two. Well, that's well, a good no, point. I that's a good okay, point. we'll give you one hundred. Well, five hundred points. <laughs> five hundred. Five hundred points. Okay. The whole enchilada. <laughs> now this is something really, really, really French. Okay. Okay. In September of two thousand and five, okay. a group of eight people broke into Paris's Pantheon. And they did what? So you're familiar with the Pantheon, the building? Mm-hmm. Okay. In 2006, a group of eight people broke into the Pantheon. And what did they do? Oh, my gosh. I really don't know. Oh, this is another bad one. Um, this is a bizarre one. I, mm-hmm. I have a funny idea. Okay, let's go. Michelle, you go I don't. I, I'm blank. Just make something up. <laughs> they did all the sandwiches in the refrigerator. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'll go with that one. That's a good one. They all the is that the one you're going to get with? Yeah. I'm going to say something super crazy, but they, a group of eight people went into the very middle of the Pantheon and had a pool party. A pool party? Yep, they brought in their own plastic <laughs> and have a party in there. there you go. <laughs> the answer is. I think the sandwiches right. are closer. <laughs> no, no, no. The, I'm not sure which one's closer. <laughs> fiction is sometimes stranger. I mean, truth is stranger than fiction, fiction. some of the time. Uh, the answer is they did an, an act of cultural disobedience. And essentially, they broke into it, built a camp secretly camped out there for over a year in and out what? while they fixed the clock so they they oh they got a watchmaker they got eight other people and the clock had been broken for i believe over 100 years and they were afraid that the clock was going to rot away mm-hmm. and rust away to pieces if it wasn't restored quickly so they broke in and then they built furniture Build a work a workshop. They built. Uh, they actually had an internet station for computers, so they can look up information. Took the clock apart, cleaned it. Wow. Put it back together, and then a year later, in two thousand and six, they revealed it to. <laughs> they revealed it to the curator. 
the curator didn't believe him until they brought him up and then he pretty much the curator went oh it's almost sad tried to sit down and then since uh and uh, turned him into the police you're kidding no, no. <laughs> they turned him into the police for jerk. breaking in um i'll let you you know do more research go look it up on the internet yeah, learn crazy. a little bit more i, I there's a, actually a little bit more to the story than that but i'll let everyone else do the research wow. on that so but but how awesome is that these the french there's a bunch of french people who are break and actually that's not the only thing they did They've been breaking into French cultural heritage sites and cleaning up places and fixing things. The same group? The same group. (laughs) And um, in fact, they believe so much about the culture in France that they're trying to let people, they have like an underground guerrilla movement. They actually (laughs) developed a, uh, they made a small movie theater underground in like the catacombs where they would show cultural movies Mm -hmm. unbeknownst to the general public. Oh, wow. So it was kind of like, huh. Cultural disobedience. Right. Who knew? That's how the French do it. All right. So we're still 500 to zero. We're going to go into question number three. (laughs) Question number three. So this one anyone can guess at. How many... (laughs) What? (laughs) How many... How many roundabouts... Okay. (laughs) How many roundabouts... We we have a sister podcast called... uh, UCI Main Street, where they were asking how many bathrooms there were in Disneyland. Right. I, I'm not going to ask how many bathrooms are in Paris. Thank you. So I'm going to have something equivalent of it. It's like, how many roundabouts are there in France? Oh, gosh. You guys know what roundabouts are? Of yeah. course. Traffic, traffic circles. Traffic circles, right. Yeah. They have the, I remember being stuck on one. And there was, like, I think six or seven lanes by the Bastille, like where I used to be in that <laughs> memorial of it. It's like European right? vacation where uh-huh. Griswold can't get out of the yeah. circle. I was on a bus. I mean, the bus driver could The bus driver could get out. were just, like, circling in the same bus. Like, oh, you couldn't merge out? No, you oh, couldn't God. merge out. Everyone's There's honking at us. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's scary. That's the funniest That's thing scary. I've yeah. Actually, in the movie European Vacation... They're, they go in a roundabout and they're in London. London and they, yeah. they keep on saying, it's like, everybody knows hey, that. <laughs> what kids, Big Ben? Well, she, Catherine. Oh, uh, yeah. I saw hey, that. Have you? So okay. Like, yeah, oh, hey, kids. <laughs> it's the best deal. Hey, kids. It's the best deal. Right. <laughs> Traffic is a nightmare. And yeah. I would never want to, I would never be able to drive there. Well, everyone's stalling. Mm-hmm. Oh. Just take a guess. Or what do you think? Well, I'm trying to logically. Thirty in the whole country. Oh, the whole country. Oh, the whole country. Oh, I thought you said Paris. No, oh. the whole country. Oh, if I'd said Paris, I apologize. Good lord! I I'll give know. you a hint. Uh-huh. Give us it's a it's in the thousands. Oh wow! Okay. I mean, and, and and there's a ton of them. Okay. Fifty thousand. Okay, we'll start out with fifty thousand. How about you, Katharina? Hmm. Thirty-five thousand. Oh, the answer is thirty thousand. Oh wow! <clears throat> so Katharina wins She's on that it. one. That's a, so now a thousand points. Yay. France actually has thirty 
30,000 roundabouts. Wow. And which actually accounts for 50% of all roundabouts on the planet. Wow. wow. Interesting. So they 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 like roundabouts. Actually, I was I saw an article that shows that roundabouts are actually in a very very efficient way to get people through cross traffic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so apparently the French are very efficient in yeah. traffic. Or mm-hmm. as it doesn't doesn't <laughs> seem like it when you're there, but no. it's one of the most efficient ways if you don't have a stoplight or a stop uh, stoplight. Yeah. It's more efficient than the stop sign. Yeah. Huh. All right, random trivia, which actually kind of brings us. Uh, this is a this leads into another piece of random trivia, because everyone's been in Paris. Is how many stop signs are there in Paris? In Paris, <clears throat> none. I, yeah, I was thinking. It's a trick question. <laughs> the answer is none. Okay. Yeah. There is actually. Like I don't remember seeing any single stop <laughs> yeah. There's either roundabouts yeah, or there's stoplights in Paris. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, apparently there was only one stop sign in all of Paris. Okay, random trivia, right? There was only one stop sign in Paris that I think it led from like a construction site into main traffic. But in somewhere between 2012 and 2014, apparently the same guerrilla group. That broke into the Pantheon, stole, stole the, the sign. sign. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> and, and removed it. So there's actually no stop signs currently in um, in, yeah. in Paris. Well, they don't need them. Yeah, yeah they yeah. don't need them. That's interesting. So the so now we are coming. So we have a thousand points for Katharina. We have zero points for Michelle. Wait, I said none. Yeah. Oh no, no, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. One thousand and five hundred. So we can we can go. tie this. Okay. Thank yeah. Thank God. I, I wanted to ask the last question because this is a fun one too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What was the shortest reign of a French king? Ooh. Radio silence. Yeah. Was it Louis the Sixteenth? I'm don't, I'm t- asking time. You don't even need to tell me the, the oh what the, oh. the amount of like, time the amount of time. You don't have to tell oh. me which one. Out. Oh, okay, gotcha. It's okay. like okay. what's the shortest like reign? What's the shortest reign? I'll tell two you. Two days. Two days. Okay, we got a two days, and we got a three weeks. Three weeks. It's a tie. Michelle wins. The actual nice. answer was Louis the. Um, sorry, the nineteenth had reign of twenty minutes. Yeah, no. He, the Louis the nineteenth had a reign of um, before he abdicated the throne. What had happened was in July eighteen thirty, his father Charles the tenth abdicated the throne under pressure. Um, so I think he had reigned for like about ten years or something like that, and there was a lot of political pressure to have him abdicate the throne. Um, his father abdicated the throne. Louis was uh, given all the papers. He looked at it. <laughs> I don't know if this is true. I was told his wife, um, I, I read some antidotes that his wife was like, sign this one, don't sign this one, sign this one, don't sign this one, sign, sign, no, don't sign that one. And Louis just pretty much threw up his arms, just like, screw this noise. I abdicate to right. <laughs> next. Right? Oh, wow. <laughs> well, there you go. So 20 minutes. Yeah, well, probably a good choice. Who wants to be king? No. Yeah. <laughs> Too much responsibility. Mm-hmm. All right. So it is a tie for this contest. Yay! All right. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> 
All right. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed the the quiz show and our podcast today. That's all the time we have for this episode of Meet Us in Paris. We want to give you a, a big thank to our amazing sponsor, UCI Division of Continuing Education. We don't want to brag, but we're kind of the happiest people on campus. So check us out in person or online at ce.uci.edu. Once again, ce.uci.edu. Thanks again for tuning in today. And we hope that you'll come back and hear us again real soon. Bye. 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 Bye.